don't judge my fan because it's really dead. Hello and welcome to this episode of my podcast, Tom Sips into Conversation With. This week on the podcast, I have Ellie from Ellie Joy Ceramics. Ellie's a, a wonderful person that uh, I started following uh, probably a, a couple of years ago or so. And in the episode, you'll actually hear me realize where I first saw her. We recorded this episode uh, back in the early part of 2021. It was the end part of uh, January. So we were still in lockdown at that time. And it was a really nice conversation. In this episode, we talk a bit about markets and kind of a little bit about our experience in markets. We also talk a little bit about Christmas markets and online markets that we kind of had a go at doing uh, because at the time it was full lockdown and we weren't able to actually do go to a natural market. We talk a bit about how she got into ceramics and her process. We talk a little bit about art, um, a little bit about my art and a bit about her art. We talk a bit about what she likes to listen to or watch uh, while she's uh, creating. Uh, we talk quite a little bit about podcasts that we quite enjoy as well. We also uh, talk a little bit about mental health and and how crafting is really good for our mental health. At the end of the conversation we also talk a little bit about how you can have a go at ceramics if you want to have a go. She gives some good tips on what you can kind of look for. We also talk about some mugs uh, that I saw on her Instagram page and she was working out whether to sell them or not. Uh, luckily, uh, I did actually get one. Uh, this is one of now my favorite mugs that I have at home. It's one of her little ceramic handleless mugs. And I really enjoy this for my morning coffee. Um, I have a little filter, perks me up and it's, a really 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 good mug. I'll be back in the middle with a little update from Ellie and then I'll be back at the end with just a little bit more chat and a little bit more update on what I'm doing uh, but in the meantime uh, we slip into the conversation with me asking where she's from. So I live in Leicestershire um, a town called Market Harbour. Um, I was born here, lived here my whole life. Um, I'm still living at home with my parents. Um, I am moving out in hopefully in April. Um, me and my partner have just brought um, a new build. So we're waiting for it to be built at the moment. Um, so hopefully that'll be April. That's awesome. That's not too far away from us really because we're, well, I'm from rugby, but we're now living in Coventry. Um, uh, yes, far as all. Yeah. And like Market Harbour is somewhere that I've kind of wanted to go, but for some reason, I don't know, it's just been... Like I've just, I've just still still never been. It, it's great for little independent shops. Really, really great for that. It, the, the majority of shops are small owned businesses, which is amazing. And I've heard there's like a really good like market scene as well. Like there's a couple of people yeah. I know who do markets. Definitely, I've done a few markets up in the old grammar school, uh, which is that old building on stilts. Um, They've also got the new um, Eco Village, which is great. Um, that's They have like a refill station there and they do various markets. They did a market there um, in December, which was really good. So, yeah, there's quite a lot kind of starting to kind of appear around the town, which is good. That's awesome. It's something that is somewhere that I kind of want to try and go and see if I can get into markets as well, because it sounds lovely and like I'm still not sure why I've never been. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is lovely. I mean, you don't appreciate it as much when you live here, I don't think, but I have heard like people say how lovely it is. And I guess, like I say, you don't appreciate it, but now I'm older as well, I think I appreciate it a bit more. Yeah, I think you you kind of underestimate the place that you you kind of live in in a way, don't you? Like, yeah, course, underappreciate yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. See, I love Coventry. I um, 
I mean, I don't know it so well, but I've done quite a lot of markets at Fargo um, and they're great. They're my favourite markets. I always sell really well there, meet loads of really nice people. The other stall holders are always lovely. The organisers are lovely. It's, I love it there. I love doing markets at Fargo. You saying Fargo, I think that is probably where I saw your stuff first. Possibly, yeah, possibly is. I think I remember seeing your kind of I think you did earrings with like pressed flowers or something I did yeah 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 yeah, yeah I think so. we, we saw those and I think we took one of your business cards and that's oh, probably amazing. where I started following you there you go then that'll be it yeah <laughs> yeah there we go. I love Fargo it's brilliant yeah it's great <laughs> yeah I, I think there's there's still room like I tried to do the online market for Christmas and it yes for me the online markets didn't really work I think I'm yeah better being in person and trying to upsell stuff I agree I I'm the same I am um, I did a couple of online markets um I did one with London Makers Market I'm not sure if you follow them on Instagram that was actually really great um Olivia the organizer she was really really good um and it was really well advertised and I sold quite well on that but yeah I think it's hard especially when you your things are physical and you want to talk to people and you can't people you know it doesn't look the same on a screen as it does in person and they can't pick things up and hold things and and really look at it so it is much harder to sell kind of as an online market I think definitely yeah Yeah. in previous markets I was able to get people to try a hat on and feel the wool and stuff like that and they they can't really do that online so unfortunately not (laughs) yeah so how did you get into ceramics um, so I, I mean, I was always like super creative. Like when I was younger, I was always painting and drawing and whatever. Um, and I did like an A-level in art and textiles. Um, and then I went on to do an art foundation course at De Montfort in Leicester. Um, so, you know, you do a bit of everything. So I did, did a little bit of ceramics. I did uh, a little bit of metal textiles, uh, kind of fine art. And I ended up doing like a fine art pathway. Um, I dabbled a little bit in like plaster and that kind of thing. But I was always kind of quite adamant I wanted to paint. Um, but towards the end of the year, I was getting a bit, I was kind of falling out of love with it. Um, so I ended up having a year out and I just worked for a year. Um, and it's weird, like, I honestly just started seeing pots and ceramics on Instagram, on my explore page. And I started following loads of ceramicists. And I was like, that looks really cool. Like, why have I not done that? Um, and I knew that they did a course at De Montfort. Um, and so I went to the open day um, and ended up just applying and just going for it. And just and I knew that that's what I wanted to do. It just, it just kind of felt right. Like, even though I'd never really done it, I think it was, I think it was kind of combining the, the, like the arty side of it, but also, and the creative side, but also the function, functionality for me is quite important because with art, I was always quite, I was never into the kind of (laughs) meaning behind things. I was more, I was more, I want to make something nice that people want to buy and I want to enjoy making it. It was, it was kind of yeah it was kind of about the function and but also it looking nice if and it, and it and it felt like ceramics and tableware and plant pots and all that kind of thing just kind of felt right so that's kind of how I got into it so I just went and did the degree <laughs> really yeah nice yeah because I, I I've doubled it out and stuff and I've like I put some art into an exhibition like years ago and I put you could submit three pieces and I did one um 
that a piece of art that I genuinely loved, and then one that was like just something random that I I worked on, and then something that I did that was like really artsy farty and just like stupid meaning and stuff. Um, mm. But they, they actually went for the piece that I actually enjoyed as well. But I I did think that yeah. they were going to go for the like ridiculous piece that I uh, yeah. and I I do yeah I do get it, and some art is amazing, but. For me, it was just very pretentious. I kind of got to a point where I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to explain why I've used that colour. Like, maybe I just like that colour. Or, you know, I mean, I liked looking into kind of colour trends and that kind of thing interested me more. Like, you know, why people tend to go for a certain colour or, you know, what colour are they predicting people are going to want next year? But I didn't want to kind of be at that point where it was like, okay, I've chosen blue because it represents all this I'm kind of not into that and I do understand and I totally respect people that are but for me it's not it's not really about that to be honest (laughs) yeah I mean I can see like looking at your Instagram you can see how your style has changed and like looking at your earlier stuff you can tell that you did a lot more painting and stuff because you've got more colors and more shapes and do you want to talk a little bit more about your style I mean, I, I guess I should probably explain like how I work because um, I think when people uh, kind of think pottery and think ceramics, they think of the wheel, um, you know, like on Ghost, where you throw on the wheel. Um, but my stuff actually isn't made like that. Um, the majority of my stuff is made um, using a technique called slip casting. So it's kind of like an industrial method of making ceramics. So in Stoke, if you go to the potteries, that's what the majority of, I mean, actually I'd probably say 99% of the factories use. So what happens is um, I use like a lathe, so a wood lathe um, with a big massive chunk of plaster, put that on the lathe and I'll carve out a shape. So the profile of kind of whatever I want to make. So if it's a mug or whatever, I'll carve that shape out in plaster. Um, You then take that off the lathe head and you kind of, uh, you make a mold from that model so you put something on that uh, model called soft soap, which um, kind of makes sure that the plaster doesn't stick to the plaster. So you'll cottle it up, you'll pour it in, you'll take it off and you'll create this mould, um, which you then have to dry out for a good few weeks to make it nice and dry. Um, and then instead of using like a ball of clay, like from a bag, um, I use something called slip. So it's kind of a mixture of dried clay and a thing called a default flocculant so it kind of helps the clay stay in a liquid form but without adding too much water so it's kind of quite chemical I mean I don't know a massive amount behind the science but um basically what you do is you pour this liquid into your mold um you leave it for a certain amount of time so depending on the thickness that you want um but I tend to leave mine in for 40 to 50 minutes and then you pour it out you leave it to drain and it dries in like a shell. So a shell of the mold. Um, you'll then trim the top because you have like a reserve for it to kind of sit in. And then you just pop it out and you've got your shape. So uh, the hardest the hardest part is making the molds. Um, I make all my molds myself. Um, while I was at uni, I turned all my models on a lathe, but lathes are quite expensive. So since being kind of in my studio at home, um, I've been working from from quite a lot of 3d prints so I've been in touch with a local um 
well I'm not sure where she is actually a lady in the UK and she's been printing like I'll do a quick sketch and she will 3d print what I want um, but with some of my other stuff, I've actually made the moulds from like a hand-built piece. So I'll actually model it out of clay and then make the mould from that. Um, so that's the way I work. So going back to kind of like technique and kind of style and stuff, like um, towards the end of my third year at uni, like I knew I wanted to do tableware. So I ended up making like a range. I made a, a big teapot. I made a range of mugs, uh, jugs, plates, bowls, that kind of thing, like full tableware. And um, what I did was I stained the slip. So you've got your raw clay, but I added um, different stains. Um, so I had like a, it was mainly a blue and a pink and I stained them in kind of various, uh, various tones. And I also used kind of quite expressive brush strokes within the moulds. Um, I kind of layered slips. It was all kind of using those two colours, but kind of applying the colours in different ways. Um, but since kind of graduating and kind of going out on my own, um, I've kind of moved away from that quite a lot. And I've started looking into more, more uh, kind of different glazes. So, um, uh, you know, different kind of reactive glazes and different kind of glaze chemistry. Um, and I've also, yeah, I've just kind of, my style's just kind of developed. And I think the good thing about being out in the world basically is you can just make what you want. And I love that so much because at uni, you're constantly thinking like, okay, uh, what grade is this going to get me? And for me, I, I was such a perfectionist and I still am. I was always worried about my grades and I always thought I want to get a first, I want to get a first. Um, but now you know, I'm at home, I can just make what I want. And it's so nice to just be like, I want to make a nice mug or I want to make a nice plant pot. So that's pretty, I kind of just make what I want now, <laughs> to be honest. That's really cool. And yeah. it, it kind of shows as well that you've like, it shows that you enjoy it. And like, I had no idea about this other kind of style of, kind really? of pottery. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. Because yeah. I've seen some of your photos, like you're pouring something into a mould. Didn't, yeah didn't really know didn't that that was yeah people don't people I think it's because I'm so used to it I just kind of assume people know and people just assume I throw and I mean I'd love to be able to throw um I did a little bit at uni but I wasn't good at it straight away and I'm one of them people if I'm not good at something straight away I refuse to do it <laughs> so I was like no nope, <laughs> not doing it um yeah. so <laughs> yeah I'd like to do it again I think I'd like to buy a wheel at some point and kind of just have a go and and kind of maybe get into it now I've kind of got you know more free time not really free time but I'm not worrying about grades so <laughs> yeah you can kind of do it a bit more leisurely place pace rather than yeah thinking that you have to get it done exactly yeah definitely Amazing. yeah that's that's a really nice thing yeah where do you get your inspiration from um so again while I was at uni um you always have to kind of have an inspiration. And for me, I kind of looked at, um, I looked quite a lot at architecture. So the shapes that I made and I still continue to make um, with, I don't know if you um, have seen, like obviously on my Instagram, like a lot of my things, actually I've got a little pot here I can show you. And um, I've got, I did this thing called like a stepped silhouette. So it was based on like brutalism, the architecture. So, and the good thing about, 
the good thing about molds and slip casting is you can make shapes that you can't throw so for example so this is a step silhouette part also don't judge my fan because it's really dead <laughs> um, but this has got that step silhouette here yeah so i kind of everything this this kind of shape ran through my whole um kind of product line so i had um I had those i had mugs that had the step silhouette um and my plates it was all quite um angular um, but then I kind of juxtaposed that with the um, the brush strokes and the kind of quite organic, uh, you know, I wouldn't like think about what I was doing. I would just like chuck some slip on it and just like see what happened. Um, and then as well, um, I also like, like I mentioned earlier, I um, was quite interested in trends and, you know, I thought about possibly going into like, uh, buying or something after uni so I was quite interested in looking at like colour forecasting so I was always like looking at on Pantone and seeing like what the colours of the year were so the year that I graduated was 29 20 god was it 2018 or 2019 2019 I believe um and the colour of the year was a uh, living coral so I incorporated kind of like a peachy pink coral to kind of say you know this is the color of the year and then the turquoisey color that I used um uh kind of was one that Pantone kind of suggested went really well and I just really liked them and since then pink and blue are still just the colors that I tend to like really be really go for I'm not sure why I've just got a thing it's either pink or blue a lot of my things are so yeah, no, I'm I'm drawn to the like I remember seeing the blue cups and that coral cup that you've got as well on your Instagram looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean now, like obviously, again, things have changed, and I would say now I'm rather than being um kind of inspired by things, I'm more inspired by the process. So I'm so interested in um kind of what can I make and how can I make it and looking at different like surface textures and like I said looking at different glazes and seeing how they react with other glazes and and how would that work you know with different molds and so it, for me now it's more just about experimentation and I'm just constantly thinking okay I've done that and I've done that how would that look together or you know that kind of thing or trying to I mean I've got a few examples here um of like <laughs> some of the recent things I've been working on so um I also find that pottery and like ceramics is very therapeutic so things like this I've been really enjoying doing because this texture um is all hand carved um and it's, it's just so nice to do you can just this took me a little while but it was just so I just it was just so nice to do and really That's therapeutic cool. and then um the same with how, um, how do you get that texture so um there's so many pottery tools out there but it's just like a little loop tool with um with like a metal kind of loop on the end and I just carve I kind of carve in sections and then carve over it and then and then obviously the glaze kind of sits inside the crevices and gives it a really nice um really nice texture which I really like it's the same with these um like wiggle dishes I've been working on um they cool. are made yeah so these were rolled out by this and the plate were weren't slip cast these were rolled out by hand um hand carved and then they this was actually um 
sat over some formers for about a week. I had to really slowly dry this because otherwise the edges would have flicked. Um, and it does actually sit really nice and flat. But if I dried it any quicker, it probably would have just warped. So I was really actually quite pleased with these for a first attempt. But um, yeah, so like I say, I'm, I'm just, I just like trying new things out really. Yeah, that must be nice to be able to just try things out now that you don't have to, you don't have that pressure. And like you said, like it's like a nice form of therapy, like you can just get into it. Definitely, it's it's great. Like it's just so nice being like, I can just make what I want to make, and you know, if people buy it, that's amazing. Like bonus. But for me, it's it's just making. I just I just love it. I just love opening the kiln and seeing like what's happened. Like if it's gone well, like you just never know. Like yeah. sometimes you're in it and the whole kiln is just a disaster. Um, but these things happen. So Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I yeah, I guess you can't you can't just like have a little peek. You have to wait until it's Yeah, it's I'll... like the anticipation, but I don't think I'll ever get over the excitement of it. Like it's like it sounds kind of sad, but it's like Christmas morning. Like every time I have the kiln to open. I'm like, oh, I wonder what goodies I'm gonna have. <laughs> That's quite, it sounds like the similar kind of thing. If I've like put a load of wool in a box somewhere, and I'm trying like, I then go and go and have a look at yeah. the wool, and it's like, oh, what, what have I got to knit up today? <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. I love it. I just love it. I don't think I'll ever tire tire of it. I hope I don't tire of it. I hope you're really enjoying the podcast so far. Uh, here is Ellie with a little update of what she's been up to. Hello. Um, so quite a lot has happened since um, my chat with Tom. Um, I moved out of my parents' home and I'm now living in a house with my boyfriend, which is great. Um, bit weird. feels very different. Um, so I haven't actually been making for a while, um, which I'm really missing. Um, as I probably mentioned, um, my studio was in my parents' garage. This is where I am now. Um, and I'm currently in the process of kind of setting up a new studio at my new house. Um, I've just ordered a new shed, so we're getting decking in the garden with a nice big shed for my workshop, um, which hopefully I'm gonna get power to, to have my kiln and everything in there, which um, is still gonna be a few months away, but um, yeah, so um, it's all very exciting. Um, like I say, I'm really missing making at the moment. Um, I'm so lucky that I'm making still at my job, else I think I'd be going crazy. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's a little update from me. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie, for that little update. Uh, we set back into the conversation with me asking how big her kiln is. Um, so I can't remember how many litres mine is, but it's um, for any like ceramicists out there, it's just like a little top loader. So basically um, uh, you, the lid kind of opens from the top and I can fit... I mean, for uh, for kind of comparison, I think I could probably fit twenty mugs in, maybe twenty five. So it's not it's not very big. Um, I recently brought a new one because my old one I brought straight after uni for about four hundred quid off Gumtree, and it served me well for a year. Um, but it uh, it didn't have a digital controller, so basically, modern modern kilns will have a controller, and you can tell it what you want it to do. Whereas my old one worked through these things called uh, parametric cones. So once they get to a certain temperature, they'll bend. So that would cut off the heat. Um, 
So my new one has got the controller, but it's slightly smaller, but it's more consistent. I'll know exactly what temperature it's going to. Um, but yeah, you can get huge kilns like at my job, like I, I work full time um, as a ceramicist and we have huge kilns. Like some of the kilns we have, I could probably live in. They're huge. <laughs> they're, probably, and I, probably be a bit warm, I'm, but I'm quite small, but they're pretty big. So yeah, compared to a lot of them, mine is quite diddy, but it works for me. So <laughs> yeah. Nice. And they're expensive. Well, yeah, I can imagine they're pretty expensive. <laughs> Um, so uh, what, where do you work then? Um, I work for a kitchen company um, in Loughborough. It's called Deval Kitchens. Um, so, yeah, I make uh, pendant lighting mo- mostly for them, porcelain pendants. Um, we also make a range of, like, uh, handmade tiles and um, different lighting. It's quite high-end. Um, it's lovely. I love it there. It's great. Um, it helps me in my own practice because, you know, the people I work with, are great and I can ask them questions and you know we have we have a great time we all get on really well and it's just so nice to get paid to do what I love so it's really great it's really That's great really cool. yeah. and it kind of helps kind of feed your hobby which is very similarly tied oh, into it as well so definitely. because um like I say uh, kind of t- throughout uni I never really knew much about kind of glazing and and temperatures and I've learned so much since being there um you know different temperatures and things you can change in a glaze to to get it to how you want to make it and yeah just all sorts I've learned since being there and, and we're quite a small studio there's only six of us um and I kind of run my own kind of run my own product at the moment but it's great because yeah it, like you say it helps me and I'm also doing what I love all day every day so it's really good yeah nice what's your favorite project that you've worked on that's kind of like in your store and then we'll move on to like what's your favorite project outside of that um i don't know if i've got a favorite but i would say the thing i like making the most is probably um my plampen pots just because i just love like the thought of people like laughing at them and like enjoying them and I'm, I love a pun. I'm a big pun fan. I just love the thought of people like seeing it and like giggling at it and that kind of thing. And I just love thinking of new ones. I love, you know, I just like making them. I love using the stamps. They're really satisfying to put into the clay. Um, so that's probably that's probably one of the favorite my favorite things I've made. And I, I mean, I also love my plant signs, which I've got a couple here. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, these these are great. I I really like these. I'm pretty. I'm yeah. I'm proud of these. I think I think they're. I think they work really well. And this and it's been so nice. Like to, throughout kind of the last year, so many people have brought them for friends or like brought them for loved ones. And I've you know wrote a little note in the path in the parcel and sent them, and they fit through the letterbox. Um, so things like that. I just I just like fun things. I just don't like to be too serious. To be honest, I just like. I like things that are a bit funny and a bit cheeky and just like, yeah. <laughs> Enjoyable, like kind of like actual yeah. things that you want to yeah. use rather than just something that you want to put on yeah. the shelf somewhere and not look at it again. And I, I think that's the thing. Like I understand that buying handmade isn't, isn't cheap. So I think if you're going to do it, you want to buy something you really love and you're going to kind of cherish for a long time. 
and that is going to bring you joy and that's what I hope a lot of my things do for people like you know if you've got an amazing lovely handmade mug to have in your coffee have your coffee in in the morning it makes a difference so it does. yeah it yeah. really does it really does yeah yeah from someone who drinks a lot of coffee and and makes a lot of coffee <laughs> yeah. having having a mug that you enjoy drinking from can like enhance yeah. the experience loads of course. yeah it's amazing it's crazy it's crazy how much it can affect you know your mood or just seeing i mean i had i've had some really lovely reviews on etsy of again with these plant signs and one lady just said you know she's dotted them around her house and they always make her laugh when she sees them and it was just so lovely I was just like if I'm bringing a little bit of joy to people then that's great like that's just what I want to do so I am so I actually uploaded uh I only made two uh the other week which I put upon Etsy on Saturday they've actually both sold now um I was trying something out um I did some marbling within the mold so I used um some cobalt which is um a very strong pigment that you can put into ceramics um, and I swelled that around the mold um to create um kind of a marbled effect and then finished it with a nice like satiny um satiny glaze and they actually were really sweet um like I say both of them are sold which are great because I wasn't sure if people I mean a lot of people have asked me for handleless mugs but I wasn't sure whether it was something that people would actually buy or if they just kind of said they would because it's hard you know to kind of make something and it's a long process to make something that when you're not sure if people will actually buy it so that's why I only made two but I'm definitely planning on making more because I know it's a lot more popular um kind of throughout the last kind of few years to have a really nice handleless mug and I think my plan is to um make some with like the glazes like obviously like you said on my um instagram with some nice nice kind of quite simple glazes that and i'll probably pop them up you know to, and say you know they can be used as a, a plant pot but they can also they're also all food safe so mm. you can use them as handleless mugs or or for whatever you want really so yeah i've seen it as like a growing trend and um yeah. it's something that me and my partner because i like I, I like drinking a filter coffee so it's not too hot so having a handless yeah. like yeah. a proper mug that without a handle should be fine yeah so. yeah do you have any other hobbies so i'd say like 90 percent of my life is pots um so work come home make more pots the only other thing i really do is i'm massively into true crime and i know that's such like a trend at the moment but i am fully I'm fully like top two percent of the true crime fans so I'm very into true crime all the documentaries all the podcasts constantly driving to work driving home from work all night fall asleep watching it true crime <laughs> well, have you, but, what are your kind of favorite <laughs> true crime podcasts at the moment oh so my favorites are um morbid which is an American do, do you listen to any true crime podcast a few yeah yeah a few yeah so morbid morbid is one of my favorites and um, that's two um american girls uh really funny but also like obviously really informative but also just really funny um my other favorite one is um a british one two british girl british girls that's called red-handed that's really really good um 
what are my other favorite ones um there's a british one called infraction which is really good there's two girls they're, they're quite a small one i actually spoke to one of them on facebook because i liked their facebook page and we were back and forth because i was just saying how one of the cases they were doing i hadn't ever heard of which is usually quite surprising because i've usually heard of like a lot of them that people <laughs> do because yeah. you know um and yeah i mean there's loads that i listen to there's quite a lot of american ones but they're probably my top three. Oh, there's also one called red rum which is um a british one um and she's really good as well but um i do i do listen to a lot of them so nice. I'm, I'm always on the lookout for more so <laughs> my kind of top ones are um an american one called small town dicks I've been recommended that, but I haven't listened. Really good. So it's I keep forgetting her name, and I've I've told this to a bunch of people now. It's the person who does the voice of Lisa Simpson. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So it's quite a recognisable voice because yeah. her voice is very similar. But yeah, she has two detective friends. That. Okay. Um, and it's really good. And then there's quite there's a quite a good like poison kind of murder one that's called the Poisonous Cabinet poisonous cabinet not heard of that one again that's another yeah. english one and they they look at famous poisoning cases throughout history um but they do so while they have a cocktail which is they try and loosely tie it with the story that they're telling which is quite fun i know it sounds like a bit weird but i don't find poisoning that interesting <laughs> yeah I some of the episodes awesome. yeah they're a little bit more it's just it's it's not yeah. too bad, but it's a little bit more of a, I'll listen to that while I'm cooking or something. I don't have to yeah. pay attention to it. Yeah, I think there's a couple of American ones like that. I think there's one called like Wine and True Crime or something, and they kind of match their wine to the... And I didn't like that one, to be honest, but... And then the other one that I've kind of really got into lately is uh, one called Bad People. It's on BBC Sounds. I listened to a couple of those and I'm going to continue. Yes, I quite liked it. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good. Like, it's just, it's a different take on it because one of them's like a criminal psychologist and the other one's a comedian. So it's just a different take on the whole kind of true crime genre. Yeah, definitely. That was similar to the um, infraction. One of the one girls on there is um, like a psychologist, I believe, and her, her other one, her friend tells the kind of story and then her, the psychologist will kind of come in with the psychology of everything and it is quite interesting so yeah i'm always on the lookout for more so that's pretty much all i do pops and true crime so <laughs> cool that kind of answers the other question that i was going to say was um what do you like to listen to when you're kind of crafting and potting and true stuff true always crime. true crime yeah i mean the only other thing i do is watch friends so it's either friends or true crime not really any middle ground to be honest I'm getting close but, to needing to watch Friends again. It's been a while. But at the moment, I'm trying to watch The American Office because I've never given it a go before. And I'm, I'm on season three now. I'm starting getting into it. So I started the first episode and I didn't find it funny at all. You kind of really... You, it's one of those yeah. shows it's, that I know people say, but you kind of just need to like... Second season, people start finding their yeah. feet a little bit, but i do like some american stuff but i do like i do like some i do like the british comedies but i have watched modern family which i think is really funny it's really, really fun yeah, yeah i like that a lot but, um maybe i'll give the office a go again maybe or i'll just watch friends again so yeah i would say just watch friends again the office no. is good if you got i mean at the moment 
actually at the moment you're still working by the sounds of it quite a bit so yeah. you don't really have the the spare time no it doesn't really feel like lockdown for me to be honest I mean apart from like not seeing my boyfriend because we both live at home it's pretty much been the same I mean it's it, it's horrible not seeing friends and family and I've got a little nephew who I've not seen properly and like a year and he's grown up so much and we FaceTime but it's not the same and yeah that's obviously sad and not seeing you you know my nan and stuff like that but it's just got to be done hasn't it so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll get we'll get through it in the end but it's just one of those that's kind of yeah we just got to get through it really yeah definitely <laughs> um if uh people want to kind of give ceramics a go where would you say is the best place to start okay um so i would probably say instagram or youtube and the easiest i mean i think people always think that they need the tools and the equipment but you really don't i mean i know there's a lot of people now it's quite trendy and um obviously since lockdown to use like polymer clay and air dry clay and that kind of thing which is great um i personally haven't actually ever used it but that's definitely something you can give it a go you obviously aren't kind of doing the firings and you're not actually physically doing ceramics but it's the same kind of process really you can still I mean if you want you can you know you can buy a bag of clay on like a bag of proper clay online and you can if you look at things like you know a ceramic hand building you can do pinch pots they're super easy you just start with a ball of clay and you just put your thumb in and you just pinch it and you make it into a pot or you can do coiling where you roll out sausages of clay and make like a like a vessel um, and there's a load of, um, I mean, I'm part of a really good community on Facebook called Ceramics UK. I'm always, always posting in there asking people questions like, why is my glaze done this? Why has this happened? Um, and I know that there's so many people out there that do rent out their kilns. I mean, I don't do it at the moment because I my kiln's not big enough for even my own stuff. But I know that there's definitely, you know, if people really want to get into it, you know, you can just set up at your kitchen table, jug of water, bag of clay, um, some knives and forks really, or some wooden spoons. You don't need the fancy tools. And then have a look online and see who's local to you and who who will fire it for you. It, it is, the community is really, really good. Like it's really welcoming. You know, people aren't generally snobby, you know, about it, but I think, and there's so many places out there. So many, I, I understand it can't go on at the moment, but the majority of cities do have like quite good like clay communities and kind of studios where you can go in and rent kind of kiln space and get lessons and that kind of thing. So yeah, if anyone's like wanting to do it, I just say give it a go. You know, it's got nothing to lose. It's very therapeutic, as I've said before. Even if you know even if you make something and then squish it back up again you know you're still making something and you're with your hands and I mean I did my uh, extended essay at the end of uni was all about kind of mental health and and the kind of uh kind of help that clay can have on mental health and kind of self-care and and that kind of thing so it's really, really good. It, there's been a lot of studies into it and it's really, really good for your mental health to play with clay. So, yeah, I de- totally cool. recommend Yeah. Amazing. If you can send me some links, um, 
later on um, and i'll put those in the description and stuff but, yeah yeah I, I mean that's definitely the common theme of this podca- podcast is how crafts doesn't really matter what kind of craft it is is so good for your mental health and it's so yeah, important oh, definitely yeah 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 definitely i mean to be honest like i've been kind of feeling quite r- rubbish lately i mean i know you like you said you saw my um my post last night um and you know it just happens like and everyone feels the same and sometimes like life just gets a bit overwhelming and you're stressed and you're tired and and everything and and you just want to have a play and just make what you want to make and that's I think that's what I'm going to do over the past you know the next few weeks and months and you know like I say if if people want to buy things they that's amazing and if they don't then they don't but it's kind of for me rather than than for anyone else at the end of the day so yeah that's cool yeah I I kind of feel the same with my knitting like I don't really sell much um unless i go to a market but whatever i do sell just kind of helps fund the habit a little bit more which... yeah definitely and helps you buy if... the world yeah exactly <laughs> and if i if i wasn't really selling it i would still be knitting because it's just very therapeutic it's just something yeah. i really enjoy so awesome uh, is there anything else you want to chat about or anything i mean yeah like like i mentioned i would just say you know, people think that it's quite scary getting into a new craft, but ceramics is like amazing. And I'm like, so happy that I found it. I I'd honestly don't know what I would be doing now if I wasn't doing ceramics. I honestly have no idea what I'd be doing. And I was so lucky to find it because I, you know, it, it kind of gave me everything I wanted. Like I say, it, it was kind of, it's a creative outlet, but also, it was function it's functional and I can sell them and people actually want to buy them and that's amazing I, I just every time someone buys something off me it's still like just absolutely amazing and like I've only been selling properly probably for for about a year now and it's just been crazy like the amount of people that are buying things off me I just can't believe it I just think it's great so I appreciate it so much and yeah like you say you know the money that I uh, make goes towards more clay and I'll just make more and hopefully sell more thank you very much Ellie for being on the podcast Uh, I really hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did Uh, it was really great talking to Ellie Um, really great learning about a new craft and a new hobby Um, it's something I kind of would love to have a go at so don't forget to like and subscribe and also uh, follow wherever you're kind of listening or watching this Um, there was quite a lot of um, talk about some of the projects that she's worked on and stuff so uh, if you are listening to this uh, I would definitely recommend uh, heading over to check out her page so you can go and check out um, Ellie's amazing ceramics that she's got on her page and that is at Ellie Joy Ceramics. What have I been up to this week? Uh, What have I been up to this week? So this week currently uh, I booked a few days off Uh, my partner Joy has uh, gone to go and get a tattoo so I'm staying at home to look after the dog um, so I also thought while I've got a couple of days off I had quite a lot of interest in my vegan pastries that I've just been working on so I've just finished uh, baking and recording um, a video on how to make these pastries so that will be coming up in a couple of weeks when I have time to edit but yeah those those are really my updates really I don't really have anything else to say uh, still got a few episodes to go with the podcast but yeah I really hope you've enjoyed this 
So next week on the podcast, um, I have Maddie from the Posh Pet Kitchen, and that's a really good conversation, especially if you've got dogs or you're planning on having dogs. Uh, it's a really good conversation. Uh, something a little bit different. She's someone who has started her own business, um, and it looks like it's going incredibly well. So. Um, yeah, I hope you have a great week. I will see you next Friday with another episode. Stay safe and take care.